Welcome to The Good Lawyer. This is a 2022 copyrighted podcast of the Young Lawyers Division of the State Bar of Georgia, where we discuss what makes a good lawyer. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I am your new host, Attorney Sarah Young. And today on the show, I am very excited to have Justice Verda Colvin of the Supreme Court of Georgia. Hello, Justice Colvin, and welcome to The Good Lawyer. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Oh, wow. Okay, let me see if I can tell you a little. Um, I went to law school simply because I wanted to serve. I mean, that was my whole mantra for going. I never thought about any position or status. I just wanted to do what I could to make our society better. Um, And so I went to law school with that in mind, got out of law school, started private practice with a firm that had those same kind of concepts and ideas in mind. Um, We did a little bit of everything, including um, civil rights litigation and sometimes representing people who did not have the financial means to hire an attorney. And so I did that for a while, decided that I wasn't able to serve in that role as much as I wanted to. And so I was willing to come back home to Georgia because I started off in North Carolina, came back to Georgia um, and I went to work for someone who was my uh, mock trial coach while I was at UGA Law School. And that was Ken Malden. I figured that was an easy way to get back um, to Georgia. Um, Never thought I would prosecute ever in a million years. If someone would have told me that, I would have been like, no. But that's ultimately what I ended up doing. And I found that I could really serve in that capacity. I could ensure that justice was done, that people were treated fairly and with respect. And I could also um, be an advocate for ensuring that procedures were followed properly and that rights were protected in ways beyond the rules but really in fact. And so I just really got to see that in that role, I could do more to ensure justice than I ever did as a defense attorney. And so I just continued that path from solicitor's office, did a little stint at Clark Atlanta University as an assistant general counsel, but missed the courtroom and went back to uh, the courtroom as a prosecutor at um, Clayton County DA's office with Bob Keller. And from there, I went to the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Middle District of Georgia where I continued prosecuting and really enjoyed it, thought that's where I would end my career. In fact, I thought about other things I would do, but that was not the course that I would follow. So in one day walked um, Michael Moore, who was the U.S. attorney at, in the Middle District, and he told me there was going to be an opening in the Superior Court in Macon, and he said, Macon is ready and you're ready for the bench. And so I let go of my fear and relied on my faith and proceeded with the process and was appointed by Governor Nathan Deal. And just I just thoroughly enjoyed being a trial judge. I mean, when you talk about making an impact in my career, I see a direct impact I could make as a Superior Court judge. And I thought, again, that would be the end of my journey and really loved it, was looking forward to retiring there and um, got the push from one of our judges on the appellate bench on the Court of Appeals that I should apply for an appellate position. Tried to talk her out of it, all the reasons why I shouldn't. It's Judge Miller, and she basically gave me a talking to and told me that if you're committed to service, then you serve beyond your comfort level. And so that was definitely going to be beyond my comfort level, but I submitted my name, and Governor Kemp went in a different direction. He appointed um, Justice McMillan for the Supreme Court at that point, but he um, appointed me to her seat. And so I was thoroughly happy to do that because I'm just old school. I think there's value to climbing the ladder. And so I wanted to get that experience on the appellate bench before ever assuming the role of a Supreme Court justice. And so I served there for about 15 months. 
And then when the slot came open for the Supreme Court when Justice Melton was leaving, for the first time in my judiciary career, I felt like, okay, is this what I was being prepared or groomed for? And so I just, that was the first time no one had to say anything to me. I just submitted myself for service and then I was appointed to the Supreme Court. And so I'm happy to be here, happy to serve. And I still keep those same ideals and in mind as I serve on the Supreme Court. And in serving on the Supreme Court, I do want to give you a little brag before we get into the rest of the show. I believe you just served on the first all-female bench for hearing oral arguments on the Supreme Court of Georgia. Is that right? That is correct. That is correct. What was that like? It was cool. You know, we had talked about it beforehand. Um, Justice Warren had mentioned that it would be the first time we ever had an all-female bench sitting at one time for oral arguments. And I just, you know, it's amazing that it took till 2023 for that to happen, but we're glad that it happened. And it was great to be a part of that. And with all of your experience before uh, assuming the bench and while you've been on the bench, I believe you are an amazing candidate to ask the question, what do you think makes a good lawyer? You know, I thought about that before we got on the call. And and I thought about the three things that I think are most important. Number one, a commitment to service. And I don't know if we really think about that anymore in our profession, that when you sign on to do this, you really say, I want to serve. And so service looks beyond all of the secular toys that come with having a profession. Service means giving back in a way that's beyond what you're paid for. So to me, service is the first. The second is empathy, so that you can Put yourself in the shoes of your clients, whether they're business institutions or people, lay people. When you can have empathy, then you feel a need to, to do your best, to be your best, and to give beyond maybe, you know, just the basic. And so then the third characteristic, I think, uh, in my mind, is a commitment to excellence. You know, every day we can't do everything right because we're human, but we ought to always be trying to improve and do the best we can and be better than we were um, yesterday. And when we have to make presentations and come in court, we should always try to have our A game. So I would say um, service, empathy, and a commitment to excellence are the hallmarks of a good lawyer. Is there anyone that comes to mind that either mentored you or played a role in your life even before becoming an attorney to convince you to pursue this profession or to change how you pursued the profession? Um, you know, you're always scared to name names because then you won't name somebody who you think the world of and they'll they'll feel away. So I am going to go with what came first to my mind as far as the judiciary. One of the people who I kind of admired for the first time um, when I thought about what it might be to be a judge was um, Judge DeRoss Fitzpatrick. Um, he was middle Georgia judge in district court and he had all of those things commitment to being excellent, empathy for the people who came before him in service. But I've seen this done with a lot of people in a lot of firms. I mean, we see it every day. Lawyers who come in who are always prepared, who are ready to make a good argument, and you know they've done the work because it's obvious from what they've done. We have many who are in leadership positions in the bar. I have seen them in court and seen them um, exercise excellence in every way. Um, And so I see them in every arena, even in the young lawyers division. I I say all the time, I wish that would have existed the way it existed now when I came back to Georgia, because 
you all really do a good job of grooming young lawyers to be leaders, to, to know what it means to be an excellent attorney, to be a good lawyer. Um, and so I say it in many ways um, in varying pockets, because I don't think you have to have 25 years in to be a good lawyer. I mean, you start with those basic tools and those basic elements that promote the quest in being a good lawyer. And you just keep honing those because we're always honing our skills. That's why they call it the practice of law. And so there are many people. And so I won't just call out one or two because I think that would be a disservice to all the good lawyers that I see every day. And that is completely fair. I know you've had a lot of people <laughs> in your walk in life that have influenced you. Um, I guess a follow-up would be, is there anything in your practice of law? Because as you said, it is a daily walk. Um, is there anything in your practice that ha- stands out to you right now that you can think of that shaped you into becoming a good lawyer? I think early on, even when I think back to law school, it was this sense that I got from being involved in moot court and mock trial about the value of preparation and the value of always bringing your A game. And, you know, it's funny, I think that has followed me throughout my career when I think about it. I mean, you know, there are competitions in law school, right? But in the process of competing, you learn the value of preparation. You learn the value of being professional. You learn the value of standing in front of people and being authentic with your arguments and and think and you know being honest about the good and the bad regarding your particular issue that you're having to address. And so those kinds of values kind of set the tone for everything else I've done within my legal career. And so I think it goes back to what I gained in law school. And it's funny that I'm mentioning this because tomorrow I have to talk to law students and maybe um practicing attorneys who've just been practicing for a little while. And that's one thing I'm going to say to them, make sure you're taking advantage of everything that's there, because I really do think it sets the tone for what you do when you first get out of law school. And it makes it easier to keep going on that trajectory towards success because you've had, you've laid the groundwork versus just going and going to class. And that's all you do other than that, you're out. You don't even engage with your colleagues, the people who you're in school with, who you'll meet later in life. And so I think that groundwork was laid early on. And that's why I think it's so important for lawyers to continually be engaged, not just practice law, but be engaged in what the mission of the practice of law is about, which is service. So that means you get involved, like you all are involved in Young Lawyers Division and people are involved in the state bar or they do pro bono um, volunteer legal work or they're involved in their communities in ways that we give back to the profession. Those things kind of lay the groundwork to me for success within your career and satisfaction. And laying the groundwork for a successful profession does start in those first few years. And as a early practicing attorney myself, I'm in my first five years watching attorneys like you and you others that you have practiced alongside have influenced not only me, but my peers. Do you feel on a final note that you as a justice now on the Supreme Court of Georgia are laying a groundwork for attorneys to follow you? And if so, what do you do in your daily walk to help lay that groundwork? I hope I'm someone who less experienced lawyers can look to and be proud of the work I do and my commitment to doing the work and my commitment to the profession. 
And I hope they will go beyond what I have tried to do. That's that's the hope that each generation will do better and do more. I, I say it many times, I'm a prisoner to yes. If you ask me to do something and there's nothing taking that space on my calendar, my answer is yes. I guess that's my my truth serum to ensuring that I'm really living out this thing that I say, which is the core mission, which is service. And so it is my hope that attorneys who look to me or other attorneys within our profession always ask themselves, is that person living the professional life that shows a commitment to service? And use that as the juxtapose as to, do you need to do more or do you need to do what they're doing, or maybe you need to pull back some so that you can do better at some other things, but always think about that core mission. And so you want to do more, you want to, you want to do better. And so in ways in which people may find that, well, she could have done this, then I challenge them, do the thing that you see missing within our profession. Because if we, if we all committed ourselves to that, I don't think we would have a problem with the reputation of our profession, because people would see that we're truly committed to the core mission of service. Um, and that's, I think until I leave this thing called the practice of law or the judiciary, I, will, I think that's gonna be my mantra, just reminding people of our core mission to bring us back to where we once were, uh, because they say now we're not thought as, as highly as doctors and um, ministers. Question becomes, are they thought as highly of as they once were? But you know, we want to make sure we're always standing um, you know, high because we represent the law, what democracy is all about. And so we should always be pushing forward in that effort to serve. And we appreciate all that you've done to serve. I think that brings us to the end of this episode. And I really do want to thank our guest, Justice Colvin. And as always, we really appreciate everyone that listens and supports the Good Lawyer podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back for our next episode. Until then, this has been Sarah Young. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. This podcast was created by the Young Lawyers Division of the State Bar of Georgia. It was produced, recorded, and edited by Jamie Goss. Special thanks to Ron Daniels and D. Sarah Young. Follow the YLD on social media at Georgia YLD. Call in with questions on the podcast at 404-526-8607.